to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. I'm Shah. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Episode 61. Episode 61. I'm glad you remember that one because I just completely blanked on that. Did you? Yeah, you saved me. Insidious Chapter 2. Insidious Chapter 2. Good film. It is a good film. I like it better than the first, even though I know you don't. No, I I think the first one is the best. I do like this one, even though I do find it a lot more problematic than... I'm I'm interested to hear this because I I don't see how it was. There's just a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of confusing things that don't actually ever really get cleared up. Oh, I don't and remember. A lot to do with Parker Crane that I question right. as a character. But we'll we'll uh, we'll get into it, we'll go with it. So let's start from the very beginning and that starts with young Elise entering the Lambert residence, but this is before uh, Renee and Dalton and Foster and yeah. Callie were involved. This was Josh as a young child. Did you notice that this is not a fun fact because but did you notice that uh, Elise is wearing the exact same scarf as she is in the actual older version. No. It was sort of like, oh shit, we've got to make sure that people know that this is Elise, so let's Well, put the she same voiced scarf over it, didn't she? She, she did, she was voiced up, but it did make me laugh that they were like, oh yeah, let's just keep the exact same scarf <laughs> for 70 years and then wear it when she's dying bad, you know, whatever. So young Josh is haunted in pictures. That old lady's such a scary bitch. I find her the scary, I find her scarier than the. Lipstick that is that is Parker, demon. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see that that that's one of my problems with this film is I don't think either of them are scary. That's scary. I think that the Parker was scary when you couldn't see him close up, like when it was just a woman in a black black light. Ah, see, robe a mile away. You know when like Renee's getting strangled, strangled, and, and you see that. Oh, ah, see that don't get me. That made me want to die. No, that, I was that like, don't oh, get it's me. too much. It's too much. No, it freaked me out. But she's getting clearer in the photos. So as the photos go on, they're looking through them, and this old lady's getting closer and closer yeah. and closer. So this is my question, and this is one of the plot holes that I've sort of works around you might be able to answer it for me but if the old lady shows up on camera why does she not show up on the video camera i'm not sure maybe it's something to do with a flash maybe it's, it's got not a flash before not <clears throat> not all cameras have yeah flashed. but all the ones that we see of him have, have flashed are they yeah when elise takes that photo she uses flash yeah but it's only the one we, I know, we don't you, know when the rest of them were taken. I, I know what you're saying but because it's 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 questionable, but there's never actually been a time where we haven't seen a photo taken without flash. Mm. So we could just assume that right, it's when a when a picture of flash is taken. All right. It's a very because you could just argue that why they even why the ghosts are even showing that they're close to him. Surely, if they wanna if they wanna take over over Josh, they're gonna make it so. Oh shit! There's a camera there. I watch. I walk over near him because then they'll see me and think right, we've got to do something about this. Mm. I, I, I'm gonna put it down to flash. I'm gonna say. Okay. I know it's a cheap way out, and it might not be it, but I, that's something you could say it was down to flash yeah. photography. Okay, I'll I'll settle that. I suppose I need. I just wanted to reiterate the fact I need Lynn Shay to read me every audio book in the world. I would listen to a podcast of her voice what was that, for Elise? a solid two hours. Yeah. She's got the nicest voice, and it and like I was drifting off just thinking about it. It's such a lovely voice. So the old lady, the woman, the bride in black, she says that she's a friend. And she visits Josh every night. And they play hot and cold because Elise wants to know where this woman is. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry, but even as a child, like if you saw that fucking woman in black standing there, like, I'm a friend. Nah. Nah. Yeah. You are not a friend. You are a scary person. Yeah, and I'm out. You wouldn't think she's a fucking friend, would you? <laughs> no. She's, she's not a friend. But then... So they go through this house, and I do like this quite a lot when Josh is like, cold, you're very cold, you're very cold, okay, you're getting warmer, you're getting warmer. Yeah. And before Josh can even say, like, it's hot, like, you're getting hot, like, the wardrobe door openings, and it's like, okay, right, yeah. <laughs> she wants you to know who it is. So she's in the wardrobe, and when she reaches out, like, I knew this happened, and I know that I've seen these films so many times, but every time I see it, I'm like, oh, shit, when exactly does it happen? And I feel like I can't look away. But Elise gets uh, scratched 
and pulls a hand back. Do you think that that was the old woman marking Elise? Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was a uh, a warning a warning scratch. Like maybe it was trying to scare him off because she'd have known. She'd have maybe known while Elise was there, so maybe she showed her thoughts and her intentions of how nasty she was in the hope that Elise would be like, oh, no, I'm not dealing with it, like, fuck this. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. What, what would she be marking her for? Just because she's the one who kills her later. No, I don't... It could be, but I, I thought it was more down to a warning, like, back off. Yeah, it could have been. I, I, I like the vengeance plot. This mm. is what I'm, I'm playing out Lynn Shavers. Possibly. Woman in Black and going with it and that. So... Then they are sitting downstairs and Elise is telling Lorraine that this woman is not a friend, she's a parasite. So is she a demon or is she a parasite? No, we were going to have this discussion, weren't we? Well, I, I don't know. Like you said, I was crossing, and I don't know if I was crossing Conjuring, but I was definitely crossing Paranormal Activity's idea of a demon, mm. uh, which they say a demon was never related to a human, which I don't know how, how true that stands in all the franchises. Is Can a demon have been a human? I don't know if it can. Well, no, because all if we go, I mean, if we even if we're going from paranormal activities, if we go right back and trace it back to Paradise Lost, which is Milton's novel, demons are fallen angels. Yeah, so there was never a human. No, because like Lucifer was an angel until he tried to overthrow God. Yeah, and then he was sent down to the lake of fire, and he became the devil. So no, I don't think so. I don't I feel think it like... was a demon. And they never referred to it as a demon, so... But then where do demons come from? Because there's not just 12 of them. Because apparently it was like 12 on the lake of fire. I feel like it was 12. But there can't just be 12 demons. They're like... just evil, aren't they? The demons are like a representation of evil. Mm. That just can come in any shape and form. Yeah, I suppose so. I wish there was like a clear guide mm. on... Like, whether something was... Like, the demon handbook. That's yeah. what I need in my life. I feel like I could quite happily read up on demon stuff and be quite yeah, pleased about it. Yeah, I don't think you want to be reading up on demon stuff, do you? Because then you're kind of asking for trouble. Did I tell... Did I tell... I was, I was telling Wayne about it, but did I tell you what I've been dreaming about recently? No. So the night I watched Insidious, uh, I think it was a... I think it was Wednesday night I watched... Yeah, it was Wednesday night I watched it because I watched it with Mum. And... Like, I have these things called lucid dreams, and it it happens very rarely, but it, it and it's not like astral projecting or anything like that, I can't do that, but it'll be just at the bridge between where you're asleep and awake, and you're sort of halfway there, and I shot up, and like, I shot awake, and I looked at my wardrobe, and my wardrobe was slightly open, and these hands came around it like that, they were like demon claws, and I launched my pillow. Fucking hell. I launched my pillow at my wardrobe. And you want to start reading up on demons? But I, yeah, but my my liter my pillow was over there because I saw it, and I threw it as hard as I could, and then I turned my light on, and there was nothing there, and I knew I was dreaming, but it was just the freakiest thing, and it's it's the first time I've ever like launched something. Yeah. Towards someone, and it did shit me up. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, not for maybe. Me maybe this, you know, like the whole Freddy Krueger theory of if you, if you get too invested in it and you read up on it, I'm reading up on like Ed and Lorraine's demonology yeah. stuff. Maybe, maybe it's triggering some sort of like Possibly. night terrors within me. But yeah, it did shit me up quite a lot. So while they're talking about. Ed and, uh, Ed and Lorraine, no, wrong wrong universe. While they're talking about this parasite, this woman, Josh, young Josh suddenly just says out of the blue, I'll show you. Yeah. And walks over and then it's it hits the uh, opening credits and those, that uh, fucking opening credits. Awful. I hate it. It's so loud and it's so Do, do you think, like... Because they've done it, is it the, they've done it for the first two. I don't know if they did it for every single one. Do you think it's justified in the sense of because it's rated as like a, well, it's a good, it's effective, but is is it good? Because all it is is jarring. There's nothing, there's nothing eerie about it. Like it, like the Halloween score. It's it's got that creepy feel to it. It creates a vibe. Like so, in a way, you could even argue that Scream, like Red Right Hand, it works very mm. well with the with how the film is whereas this just kind of shocks you it's like it's like a jump scare in itself i don't yes it it's, is it's remembered it is for effectiveness but i don't yeah. i don't think it i think it's I think more it's jarring a, than anything i think it's a very good score i think it's very cleverly done and that's all that's present in the soundtrack the violins like that's yeah. the like just the and it's if you actually listen to the soundtrack on its own and not just the it it starts off with like plucking 
yeah. of the strings and it builds up and if you actually listen to the full thing I'd rather fucking you, not you die like it's the worst thing I don't think it's anyone's horrible. got that on the playlist fucking just it, listening they to don't it. have what I have but I, I hate it like it, it physically <laughs> makes my toes curl because yeah. I hate it that much but it is it's is very good at building suspense and I think it does it very well but I feel like the first Insidious because it had it as title card I mean I will hold my hands up I shat myself in the cinema when that title card started playing like my ass left the seat my popcorn went up in the air i was terrified and i feel like because they had such a uh reputation for the first one they redid it in the second but i don't remember it being in the third i don't know i'll have to rewatch it yeah so would i but i i think it it belongs there i feel like it's like a traditional thing so the opening credits actors are what you missed last week and i quite like that they are very long and very tedious but it's like it's uh they, they take things from the previous film like dalton's pictures like last night oh I, yeah like i came out of my body and i flew away and it has little things like that and it just acts as a just as a reminder this is yeah. what's happened this is what's going on but they are so long these title credits yeah. and they also lead into what's going to happen in the second film so they've got like the baby walker and stuff like yeah. that and it just gives you a clue as in as to what's going to happen so it starts with an interview with renee and this makes me piss this interview because this police officer's sitting there like right you're telling me. <laughs> it's a very horror-themed setting interrogation as well. Like, they don't just sit you in a pitch-black room. That's, that's a very wide room with just one light shining on the table. Yeah. It's very much horror-esque, it the way is. they've laid it out. But, the, you know, she's trying to... Like, Renee's trying to be truthful and is yeah. telling the police officers the, like, the complete truth. And this police officer is like, does, does this woman need section? If a police officer heard that, they would have sectioned her. Like, yeah. that's, that's ridiculous. And the fact that, you know, Josh is just allowed to leave as well yeah. makes me laugh. Like, yeah, it's okay, he's, he's pending murder charges, but he can go home, that's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that's really what happened. And then there is, oh, that fucking Elise jump scare. So when she's explaining what was going on, and he was like, right, take me through it one more time. And it just jumps to Elise dead. Oh, yeah. Then I'm sorry, but it's that was the most unfortunate pose to be left in when you die because it's hilarious. I so I was just sat laughing at it. But then it goes to uh, you get Josh coming in and he's like, "Well, he stands behind her, doesn't he?" And he says, "Renee." And then yeah. you just you see we don't see the picture in the second one, do we? But in the first film, it's the. You, you do catch yeah, a picture of the so, bride yeah. in black because she then moves close to the camera, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah, so we don't see it in the second film, but the photo is of the woman in black who is Parker Crane. So they move into Josh's mum's house for a bit and it seems like a really cute scenario. Everything's over, everything's great. I'd like to know what Renee thought happened at this point. She must have known. Even though the forensics didn't come back with Josh's... Uh, and that is not how this works, Maya. That's another massive plot hole. Yeah, like, the, the, this part of the film is a bit questionable. One, the police case just seems to be dropped after the first yeah. 20 minutes, whereas there was still someone strangled to death in this, these people's houses, yeah. and they're free to roam the streets. Like, exactly. Even though Josh's finger... Well, I'm guessing none of their fingers matched up with the marks that were left on her neck. That's such bullshit. She's still been murdered, so there's still yeah. a murder case involved. Like... And it's just you never see the police again after that no, first twenty don't. minutes. It's just it's kind of it's kind of they didn't do a good job of giving you a decent reason to think oh the police are leaving it for a bit or it was just kind of like oh Josh's fingertips didn't match. Go on then, carry on as normal. Yeah. So this and, is and plus Renee must also know that after seeing that picture because she did see the picture. Yeah. Seeing you could tell visibly in his face he looked different. Like yeah. it, it, it the takeover had begun. Yeah, definitely. She must have known that it. Josh had something to do with Elise's death. Yeah. But would, but would still happily live with him and let and him have the kids. She's very edgy though, isn't she? Yeah. She's very... I think she knew throughout pretty much the whole film that it wasn't him. Yeah, but she just can't quite prove it. Yeah, she it. couldn't bring herself to, to come to terms with it. Yeah. So this is the brothers made up cup phones and this, this comes in uh, later on a, a little bit more. This is my first question. Is Patrick Wilson always possessed or no? Because the way he acts at the beginning with Dalton and Foster and things like that, 
the very is that Parker Crane acting as Josh I is think, acting I've, as the kids, or is he genuinely happy to be around the kids? Like, I'd, I think it's Parker Crane acting because, for one, there's a part later on in the film um, where Elise, uh, not Elise, Renee's song's being played, yeah, and he's trying to act like Josh. So with the kids, he's trying to act like Josh, and I, and I, I don't. I don't. I don't really know why. I don't. This is what I mean because jo- Josh at this point is in the further and has fully lost control yeah. of his body. So what's Parker waiting for? What's the hold but up? This is my problem, right? Parker Crane. I don't know where the best time to bring it in is because there's late. There's things later on that are probably fitting better. But we're gonna come back to Parker Crane because I've got a lot of questions and I don't feel the movie does justice in explaining right. what motives are and things like that. But we'll we'll look at it in a bit because. I've got a lot more written about it, but not at this bit. So the random song starts playing on the piano and Renee goes to check it and then it's actually the music player. And so it's sort of attributed against it. But actually, that's the song that Renee wrote for Josh. And it gets Renee's attention and Josh um, meets Renee and they're sort of standing and talking and he jumps automatically to you think I did it. Yeah. Like, it's literally within, like, one... Yeah. Like, it makes him look so suspicious. But he's gaslighting Renee, like, constantly. He's sort of like, you know, this... We've got our... He says something like, you saw those things and we have our family back, shouldn't we be focusing on that? Yeah. But you know what? Actually, that's probably more Josh than yeah. he was in the first one because all he did was gaslight Renee. But we've, we've had this discussion yeah. about Josh being a dickhead. And you know what? You can have... I will bestow the Ginger Snaps Award onto you. You won that argument. Right. Gladly. I will hold my hands up to that. You won that. But Josh is a dickhead. He's nicer, though, when he's not possessed in the end. So, they... The two guys, Specs and... Is it Tucker? Specs and Tucker? Yeah. Yeah. They so. really irritate me through this film. Really? I, I think they're the perfect example of how you can have light humour in a horror film without it being over the top. I just think... I, I just don't think they're well placed. I thought it was over the top, some I, of the stuff see, they did. I, I, I didn't. I quite enjoyed having them in there. Uh, I wasn't a fan. I feel like they could have underplayed it a little bit more. But it, it was little things like when they were discussing the safe words and it was like, I thought it was like quesadillas or something like that. And I was just a bit like, is this really the time to be discussing this point? I know, but I, I quite liked it. I think, I think the fitting, there was a good triangle to be with Elise, them three. Did because you know- Elise wouldn't have taken on some super serious yeah, like so. ghost hunters. It was more like these these guys who believed and Elise was guiding in the right way. And I, I quite liked it. They were like Elise's sons in a way. Did you notice that when like Carl was being strangled by like, Patrick Pilsen, he was like, Quesadilla! Yeah, that's what I mean. I liked <laughs> that. That, that made me laugh. laugh. That did make me laugh, to be fair. But the two guys, Specs and Tucker, are watching young Josh's videos and they're trying to piece together what's happened. And, the, you know, whilst the police seem to have sort of dropped the investigation, they haven't, they're still very much, there's yeah. something wrong going on here, something's happening. So then we get Lorraine, who is Josh's mum, and she's going to kiss the grandkids goodnight and make sure they're okay. Oh, shit me. Fucking Dalton. I'd have just disowned the kid. I had to rewind it and put turn subtitles on because I couldn't hear what he Where said Where he was first. like, Grandma, there's someone yeah. standing behind you. Fuck that. Yeah. That, you know what? Can you imagine... Can you imagine, like, going... Like, and she shower. knows at this point that he can go to the further exactly. and Exactly. You'd be out of that fucking door, like... That, wait, why hell. is Josh going to... Oh, no, they never got a chance to remove his memory of it, did they? He just went... Like, the, the first film and the first film finishes and the second one begins. Like, yeah, at least never, killed. At least ne- got killed. Yeah, at least never suppressed his memory, so he yeah. still has the ability to do it, yeah. But what made me laugh was... So, this, this reminds me of when... Because you just have that instant reaction of get the fuck out of there like you would be gone i when i get a temperature and like i get a really bad fever i start hallucinating and i i I don't know i'm doing it this is what people tell me i've done so my when i was at uni in my first year i was next door to a girl called lucy and i got strep throat and i was really poorly with it it was horrible and i had a really bad temperature and lucy took one of my keys and kept checking up on me because i was like raging fever didn't get out of bed for a week and one day, apparently, I said to her, because we had, like, I had my room and then there was, like, a little adjoining ensuite. suite. 
and Lucy came in and she was like, do you need anything? Are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I was laid there for a minute and on her way out, she was like, I was like, oh, Lucy. And she went, what? And I went, can you just tell the man in the bathroom to stop whistling? Fuck me, did she shit herself? She was like, Charlotte, there's nobody in the bathroom. And I was like, no, there is. There's somebody in the bathroom. And she had to check the bathroom. There was fuck all anybody in there. But yeah. because my temperature was so high, I was just imagining this happened apparently. But I don't remember it. I, I just feel like I'm the worst person to be all around. Yeah, it sounds like Yeah, it. so, you know, just a little quick tip for the future. Just stay out of my way in case, you know, I start piping up with shit like that. So then the... Why is this house full of red lighting as well, may I add? This this is an odd one. It's just, like, dark red everywhere. I didn't notice. Did you not? No. It looks like the further. No, I didn't see. Oh. Well, that's what, that's another one of my things. So, what's with all the red lighting? And then you've got the demon walker, baby walker, that starts playing and shit like that. You see the scary lady in white roaming around, and that's Parker Crane's mum. Parker's mum, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the bathroom door shuts, but Josh is behind it. And it, it's, quite a, it's quite a creepy little scene because she sort of sees the woman in white, yeah. but it's not. It ends up being Josh. And then it cuts to the next morning and Foster is playing with Josh. He's, yeah, Foster's playing with his dad, Josh. And he's not being a deadbeat dad, which is really cute. This is nice. And but it's Dal also not Josh. Yeah, and it's also not Josh. That's why he's not being a deadbeat dad. <laughs> and so Dalton is upset and he's sitting there and his mum's asking him if he wants some breakfast. And he's like, no, I'm not very hungry. And then he explains he had a bad dream. And it was about the lady in white and Dalton woke himself up and heard Josh talking to someone. Yeah. And it's actually himself, because yeah. we don't know what's going on yet. So Dal Dalton definitely does not want Josh to take him to school. Josh is like, yeah, get in the car. And Dalton's looking at his mum like, please don't let him take me to the car. Can I just say that it goes from... Dalton's been downstairs about 30 seconds, and then his dad's like, yeah, we're off to school. I was like, fucking hell. He's he, been, he's is he not still in his pyjamas Yeah, I think so. Well, I was like, I Christ, he's been awake a minute. May I add as well, like, this is the point. If Renee didn't know it already, this is the point where she should have known Josh was possessed because the last time she asked to take the kids to school, he was like, no, can't, busy work, sorry, bye. Yeah. So then Lorraine knows this isn't over. They all end up at Elise's house. So there's Specs, Tucker and Lorraine at this point and they've magically uh, cropped and brightened a picture of young Josh or a video of young Josh, which does not happen, by the way. You can't just do that or else all historical pictures will be absolutely fine. Yeah. And it turns out that old Josh is in the background of the picture with new Josh. And Lorraine's like, how is this possible? And I was like, yeah, how the fuck is this possible at this point? But Renee, it cuts back to them getting a phone call. And we it turns out that the bruises on Elise's neck don't match Josh's hands. And that's not how it works at all. You don't get bruises from finger like the fingerprints would not have shown up on the bruises yeah like you, it's too deep and if you saw a picture of elise's neck like it was cut into like it was carved yeah. out like it looked like somebody had put the fingers around her and then somebody had like cut out chunks yeah. of her skin and it just wouldn't have worked but yeah you're absolutely right the police sort of dismiss it after that and it's like oh well can't really do it about oh, it. We, we thought it was, was him and it's not, so it must, yeah. must have been a ghost. And they said, you know, they've seen the picture, haven't they? They they Because they ask about the woman in black. I don't they, know, do they, they? Yeah, they ask about who that old woman is. Oh, no, I don't know. And she's like, we don't know. And they were like, we can't find her anywhere. But then I was like, surely Parker Crane would have been... Because there's loads of newspaper articles on him. And that picture was very clearly... Possibly, a woman yeah. in a black dress. So yeah, I, this is another thing. Well, well, they never tell you where the, the, the they never tell you where this woman in black originated from, where she operated from. Yeah. So it could have been from a county miles and miles away. Yeah, and they are America, separate counties. Yeah. No, yeah, it so can't be. be. Why? Because the house is there, and that's where all the bodies are. You don't know how far they've travelled, though, do you? They haven't travelled that far if they can get there and back to Lorraine mm. about, uh, to Renee in about half an hour. And Lorraine used to work at the hospital, yeah, which was near the house. So, yeah, it doesn't hold up. It doesn't match. So the walker then strolls out by itself and Renee's sort of, like, walking over to it very casually. And then you see the woman in white with her back to Renee and she's singing Row Your Boat. Don't like this woman. Not a scary villain. The Resident Evil one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. She does she, look she like does her, look actually. She does look spit an image, doesn't she? Yeah. I mean, 
she didn't look so bad at the end where her eyes went like pure black. Yeah, that was a yeah. little bit better. Yeah, but for a lot of the film, she just... She was, she's good for an eerie factor, but I think as a scare factor, no, like, you need something that's visually scary, and she, I don't think she was. Well, this is my question. Is she another spirit haunting Josh, or is that Parker Crane's demon? That's Parker Crane's demon, I think. That, that, so it's like a demon within a demon. Because Parker Crane doesn't essentially want to kill. His right, mum always made him. this is the thing. This, you've hit the nail on the head. Does he not? I don't think he does. I think his mum used to make him. Yeah, but he says something later on about wanting to kill. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. He, he says it later on, but up until that point, I was like, "Oh, is Parker Crane's mum the one who's sort of forcing him to kill, or is it because she fucked him up so bad that he decides misidentifying to kill. his gender?" But then when he's when he's in Josh's body, he's speaking into the mirror, saying like, and it's like I his mum's telling him it. to kill him. I, yeah, yeah he, he says, says, "I don't, I don't want, want to do it." It's this is what I mean. It's so confusing, and I don't think. It ex- the movie explains it, it very it well. It doesn't know it is. It is a poor. This is why I, I won't put it anywhere near the first. See, I I would put it towards better than the first because I don't like, and we've spoken about this in the first one. I don't like the bit where they're all they all start coming out the cutlery drawers and stuff. Yeah, like the, know, all the spirits but... over Paul, and they didn't have that this time, and I much preferred that. Yeah. To the, the silliness of that, but the demon's scarier. Definitely I just I just think one. the first series is a lot scarier than this one. They, I think they both have the moments. They they definitely both have the moments. I don't know whether it's because I've seen the first Insidious more than I've seen the second Insidious that I find it less scary. But Possibly. yeah, I don't know how it really works. But there's there's a little bit more on Parker Crane that I want to touch upon later on. So we'll we'll hit back to it. So the woman with the bat to Renee um, is singing row you row 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 your boat, and then it changes over to the walkie talkie, and she, Renee can't get into Callie's room. And you just hear this, don't you dare, yeah. and then like a slapping sound. And Callie then can be heard crying from downstairs. So Renee runs downstairs and we see the woman again who shouts, don't you dare again, and then smacks Renee and knocks yeah. her out. And she's out cold for like, to be fair, it was a fucking hit. Good hit, wasn't it? So then Carl, who used to commun- uh, who uh, uses dice to communicate with Elise. Now Carl is seen at the beginning of the second Insidious because they were the first people that um, Lorraine called so Carl was there before Elise was there and he said I didn't know who else to call didn't yeah. he so they were quite close they worked together sometimes I really like Carl as a character I he's like quite, him he's a nice character yeah he's good and you, it's the idea that they, he doesn't communicate with the dead in terms of like Elise can with a gas mask and like seeing things he communicates through the act of dice I would be fucking sick at this because I'm so good at boggle like if you gave me random letters I would be fucking playing about with these till the cows come out I, I like it it's a nice little it's, it's a nice little twist other than like a, a typical Ouija board or something in a horror yeah. film to communicate it's a different way and it's so effective later on when Josh has that knife oh. behind his back and he says, can you imagine though like th- this is what makes me laugh can you imagine Imagine if it because that's based on perception because there's like seven dice and what if the two words spell something different i think the spirits control exactly what comes out of them dice yeah at, but at it first might when they be sat around the table it's different it was like y-e-s oh yes but then as the film got later on it was a lot more um obvious what words were being spelled out Do you know what i mean it wasn't like yeah. we were trying to work it out it was chucked in front of the faces like what yeah i suppose but like, there was no no no, no i can still imagine him like coming up with a complete wrong thing and being like what the fuck yeah or like rolling out and it being snake eyes or something yeah. like that like fucking great but yeah i i would be sick at that game so they think they're talking to elise and they say elise who killed you and then it comes out with she did and it says what does she want and then it says kill and then they ask where is she and it says hiding and it says where is she hiding and then it's sort of just it it, it says it and it made me laugh for it. it was like and this is a prime example where it says um ain't angles and he's like oh, our lady yeah. angles and it's like no our lady angels yeah. but do you know what i mean yeah. like it's a word like that that can get confused so it's our lady angels and then we cut back to Josh, who finds Renee on the floor. He starts sniffing her, and I just, mm. oh, that made me cringe. That's so weird. Because then I think was Parker Crane like 
was was he sniffing her is in a we- in a weird way or was he sniffing a live body like yeah possibly like That's what would because he's just like he's destroying josh isn't it because his dead body yeah is in josh's or dead spirit is in josh's body so what would happen if like josh died like would he just go into renee like how does that how does that work i don't know maybe it'd have to be a completely different process like like you'd have to start from the top again yeah, that's what I mean. Like, how long do you have in a body? I think that's maybe why he was saying... You could, you could tell that maybe this won't pack his first time either because he's saying not already when his tooth's falling out, doesn't he? Doesn't he say, like, not already Shit. or something? What? I have, I'm taking back what would you rather because I've just come up with a really good would you rather. I'm just writing out now. Just bear with me this second. But, yeah, his, his tooth falls out and I think he says it's happening already or not not already. So it's, it's saying that Parker's fully aware that he's not got that much time. Inside one vessel. And you know what? Patrick Wilson would be so pissed off with the fact that his dead body was decayed because he was so obsessed with his fading beauty in the first one. He was sitting there with moisturiser on his face. He would be pissed. So we've got the cut back to the... They they end up going to the hospital, the abandoned hospital, and fucking Lorraine made me piss in this because she's standing there going, I used to do most of my work in the East Wing. It's closed now. No fucking shit. It's yeah. like a derelict building. I was like, I was like, fucking hell, have you been hanging around Elise too long? Look at this perception. But we get a shitty excuse for a jump scare. I was quite quite disappointed with the doll. Like I felt that was really random standing on the doll. Oh, yeah. it, it wasn't a build up. It wasn't well deserved. But we'll go with it. And we hit a flashback scene for Carl. He gets brief visions of what's going on, and he sees like he sees the woman in black. He sees like dead bodies. He sees a few things, yeah. and they tell Lorraine to remember patients, doctors, fellow nurses, anything like that. And this bit makes me piss because she's like she's never thought to mention before this moment, this fucking once in a lifetime moment where she brings her child to the ICU. Yeah. May I add, who the fuck yeah, does you, that? You just won't do that, would you? So she brings a child to the ICU. Josh nearly kills fucking Parker Crane. Josh deserves it. Josh is like fucking messing around with the buttons on his machine and then he turns around and Parker Crane attacks him. And I was like, no fucking wonder. But can I also add, did you not think that Parker Crane looks a lot like the guy from Saw? What, John Crane? (laughs) This is who I think of when I see Parker Crane. I'm like, oh shit. No, he does. He does. Not to me, he don't. Nothing like him. He does. Right, okay. So then... Later, a few days later, Lorraine is in the elevator when she sees Parker, who comes in, and she says to him, she's like, well, you know, I'm really sorry about my son the other day, you know, what kids are like, and he doesn't say anything, and then she goes to another nurse, and she's like, what's Parker Crane doing out of bed, like, he was in ICU, he shouldn't be out of bed, and she's like, he died, and I was like, oh, fucking hell, here we go, and then... He, we find out as well he was in ICU because he tried to castrate himself, which is a really important plot yeah. point because it is that, just is that shows... Like, is that like a transformation surgery to go from one gender to the other? I just... No, castration is just where you remove it. Like, I don't think he wanted to give himself a vagina. I think he just wanted to remove oh, it because he right. hated himself so much because right. he was, could never impress his mother. But yeah, it, it just shows how fucked up he was from how yeah. his mother treated him. Meanwhile, Josh is pulling out a tooth that makes him want to fucking vom. And he's turning to shit. Yeah. I would still hit it though. I'd Can't still do one go there. Film without mentioning it. I would. Any any film like Patrick Wilson is like the king of horror at the minute. He's in everything to do with horror. He's dishy, but he is definitely Macbeth into killing, and I mean that in terms of. So in Macbeth. You've got Macbeth who gets a vision that he wants to be king, but he don't really know what to do about it. And then Lady Macbeth's the one sort of like whispering the poison in his ear, like, yeah, you need to kill him, you need to kill him. So his mum's like Lady yeah. Macbeth at this point, and he's sort of being manipulated into it. So Renee wakes up, runs to Callie, who's in a crib, and Josh gives this sort of inspirational speech. And he says to her, he's like, all you have to do is ignore them and they'll go away. And... Yeah, that fucking worked the first time. Good, good going, Josh. But, yeah, but this is Parker Crane. Keep, pa- keep, keep. This is um, Parker trying to get Renee's guard down, guard down, and it like stop the suspicion. But what's his goal? To, I, I think his goal is to ultimately kill him. But I don't, I don't. You've got to remember Parker. The way that he used to kill his victims, what he wanted, like a quick knife to the throat. It was he liked he to used, strangle. Yeah, and exactly. So maybe he was setting it all up for. I don't know, like a grand finale. But this is what I mean, though. But why? Like, because he's not a demon. 
Because that's all he knew when he was alive was to kill, wasn't it? So maybe that's what he wants to do. But does he? Because then you've got the point of he doesn't want to kill them. I think he's still got that little boy side of him. But, okay, but that, okay. That little boy side of him where he's like, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, I'm like, this isn't what it's about. The like, what, what Elise sees in the further. But then when, <clears throat> when push comes to shove, it's like an addiction. Like, he's been forced to be. He thinks that's all he knows, and that's what made his mum happy. Mm. So I think he, he's, he's like schizophrenic. Like, he has a little boy side of him. He's like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But then he's thinking, no, mummy, mum says, like, this is what I'm here yeah. to do. Like, because young Parker Crane is ultimately the undoing of. Everything. Yeah. He, he's the one who saved What's it. Parker Crane? With Parker Crane in the further. Yeah, and his body was taken over by a different spirit. Or his mum. Shit. Shit, have we, have we solved it? I don't know, maybe. No, I don't... I, surely your mum can't take over you. But it's not his body. Because it had been killing before his mum... Or did it... It'd be important to know whether he started killing before his mum left. Or died or whatever. Or did he kill his mum and that's what triggered his killing spree? I don't know. I'd like to think that his mum told him to... Yeah, because why would his mum tell him to kill Because she had no desire to see him be a murderer. Her desire was for him to be a girl. Yeah, possibly. Shit. See, this is what I mean. Did he only ever murder women? Were all them people women? They were all women, yeah. So maybe he was jealous. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. But this is right. This is something that... Insidious 2 should have gone into. Yeah, because there's so much to flesh out. Like, they yeah. could have done so much with I think, it. I think maybe they just went... I, I think they went They went too deep into it. A, a bit like The Conjuring... The Conjuring 2, I think, is where the the main demon who you think is a problem is not a problem, it's Valak. Mm. You know what I mean? There's that old guy yeah, Fred. Who, who you think. Bill, Bill, yeah, But even Bill. then, that was still more explained than this one. This one, it's like, well... Who's who's actually possessing him? Who's the one and the, telling yeah, telling him to do it? And the thing is, I can forgive it if it was explained in Insidious Three, but this is the last Insidious that features a Lambert. So I wish I saw more of Elise in a prime. Like I I know why she died, but I'd like to have seen another film with her still alive. You do? Yeah, prequels. Yeah. I'm on about like prime, like this Elise, like like Lynn Shay Elise. Yeah, like after Insidious One, like another. And I understand why you can't. It would it would be a cop out if you did it now, but. I don't know. I, f- I think Elise was such an important character. Well, you know, and it's that... good that she does still have a lot to do in the other films. Well, but... you know that trailer that I showed you of Insidious Five. Yeah. It's fake. The actual film is real, so they're out, they are doing another film. But whether the Lamberts come back into yeah. it, it was a very well done trailer, to be fair. But it's not. It's not the trailer that. Yeah. Is coming out for it, so we'll just have to see because I, I feel like their the Lambert story is not over yet, or they should be. I think that the, the, the money's worth out of it. Like it. You've got, you've got. There's a fine line between dragging something on mm. and complete and, and giving it what it what it should have, like a final episode, a final film, or because after you've been through two major fucking demonic yeah. or entity based films, like if there's another full third one and you just think, fuck, at this point you, you the family just think fuck this and just give up one. Like yeah. you, the audience kind of thinks not like surely the can't, can't be on them again, unless it really is something tied up to the films that was left unanswered. That they go mm. back that, that was big enough to be able to make a full film about because it was just another random different possession. Do you know what I mean? It's just like for fuck's sake, surely the demons just just, just pick. We just need that. We need the fireface demon back. We need more of his story. He was he was one of the best. Yeah, definitely. We, he, he just wasn't explained enough. Like we yeah, need to at the end of the last key when he fucking jumped his face out that window, yeah. I shat myself. He like pops out, doesn't he? And yeah. then just like sidles back in. Um. So then we've got the. So where did we get to? We got to. Yeah, Josh giving this sort of like inspirational speech. Do you know what's creepy about that? Which one? That that lipstick faced demon. What? That must be the first time he saw Dalton's vessel. Like he, I, I get the impression this demon was just creeping around the further, poked his head, like looked through the window and saw Dalton was like out of his body and thought that's an empty vessel. Was it not Elise? Was it not Elise's house? Because it was a dog. I thought I thought it was Josh. I thought the, the, the lipstick face demon was looking at Dalton. I thought he was looking at Elise. I'll have a look after. Yeah, after. maybe I haven't seen it in a really long time. I thought, so maybe I thought it was, was looking, Dalton. I wouldn't see it cinema, but I'm sure it was looking at Dalton. Yeah, maybe he was. Because we'll that, that was like the it. final loop to back round to the start yeah. of the franchise. It was maybe, maybe it was. Maybe it was just maybe I mixed that up. I, ju- I just thought it was Elise's house because I remember the dog. There I was don't a know, dog it might in have been, but I thought it was Dalton. Yeah, we'll have a look after. Anyway, so. 
he gives her this inspirational speech, but then at the same time, the you know the new Ghostbusters have decided to break into Pat Crane's house, and the one of the, uh, I can't remember whether it's Specs Tucker or Carl that says it, but they say seems a little girly for a boy's bedroom, and it's sort of all coming together yeah. like they're making these offhand comments, but then all the rocking horses start rocking, and there's a girl that looks like Annabelle. <laughs> and I was like, fucking yeah. hell. There's a girl that looks like Annabelle from the back and she says, this is my room. You can't be in here. If she sees you, she'll make me kill you. So... And I like how they both just start running off. <laughs> they're yeah, both just they're out. They're like, like, yeah, the girl. We're, we're out, we're out. Which is fair enough. But then Dalton... Because it, it cuts back and forth. So now we're back to Dalton and Dalton's whispering through the... Got, got a whisper to through the cup phone and it's not Foster but it is coming from the closet and it's the people that Parker Crane killed because yeah. they're all in the further. Yeah. Now, this is what I don't... Is, so are they now taking the premise of if you are murdered, you are not allowed to go to heaven until your death's been solved and you're stuck in the further? I don't think it's solved. I think it's for as long as... As long as the spirit or the, the actions... Not actions, but like... As long as Parker Crane lives out and carries on doing what he's doing until he is sorted, yeah. then your soul's belong. He took your soul, so he has still got that. Do you know what I mean? It's like a trophy room. The only way to the only way to release him and free them is to stop Parker Crane and, and, yeah. and remove him. Yeah, this is what I mean. So, like, is it is it just unfinished business? Because Elise can go. Because Elise said... Elise got killed by Parker Crane, technically. Yeah. And she said she went to the better place, but she came back, so she was free to go. But Elise is elite, isn't she? El- she knows, she knows, she knows yeah. way around the further. She basically fucking built it. <laughs> Rome wasn't built in a day, but exactly. the further was. So, <laughs> so then we get um, the there's the dice again, and Carl's asking questions in the house, and you get the word Moors, which is Latin for death. And uh, that's what Elise says Carl is looking for. But it isn't actually Elise now on the dice. It's Is it Parker or is it the mother? I feel like it's the mother, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is the mother. So Lorraine nearly gets crushed by a chandelier and we work out it's not Elise. So Carl says, who are you? And you get Mother Mortis, which is mother of death. Yeah. And that's... Parker Crane technically like the mother of Parker Crane because he's the one who's bestowing all this death so they're like ah shit and so then banging and scratching is on the wall and they open it up and there are dead bodies everywhere now I'm fucking sorry but they would have the police would have got hold of that mind you with how shit the police are in this film probably not but they would have found that. It was a long the time amount, ago as well, wasn't it? Yeah, the amount of people that are dead in that base, well, wherever they are, that secret wall, they would have found that. Yeah. But Parker Crane was known as the Bride in Black and he killed for his mother. So Lorraine goes back and speaks to Renee and says, it's not the house that's haunted, it's Josh. We, you know, there's, there's shit going on here. Yeah. So the plan is, <laughs> I feel like this is a Winchester moment, <laughs> go to Josh's house, drug Josh, and... While they're drugging Josh, they're going to... I don't know what they're going to do to him. They're going to do something to him. Yeah. Going to try and get Parker Parker out out of him, aren't they? Yeah, Yeah, so they're planning to drug Josh. And then Carl goes into the house. So he knocks on the door and Josh comes in looking like shit. He is unwell. And he's under the pretense of needing closure. And he asks Josh for that. He says, you know, I know you you were the last person to see Elise alive. Yeah. And I was just wondering if you could give me some closure. And Carl tries to appeal to his better nature and sees the tooth on the floor. And he's like, it's like, oh shit, yeah, this is definitely happening. He's decaying right before my very eyes. At least he's not his church teeth, though. At least yeah. it's not his front two teeth. He hasn't ruined his face. Josh offers to go get him a drink and goes to the kitchen. Carl whips out his dice and Josh confronts him just before he can sort of do anything. And he says, mother tells me you like to play with dice. So we know for sure that Parker's mum was the one that was in the house. And he says, "Uh, what do you have behind your back, Josh? And he's like, uh, why don't you ask your dice? Mother says you were very good at it. And oh God, this bit is so fucking tense. I love it. And he rolls the dice and the dice reveals knife. But I love the bit where Carl, just before he rolls the dice, and he's like, what's behind Josh? And then he pauses and he's like, 
what's behind Parker Crane's yeah. back, and you just see his face drop yeah. slightly. It's almost like he don't like his name. Yeah, I fucking loved that. It was so good. And so they're all fighting and bloody... It, everything's kicking off. He manages to stam a quesadilla and spends and took a run in. <laughs> it just made me laugh, right? <laughs> so before they go into this house, they're all sat in the van and discussing like the key word. And when one of them recommends quesadilla, it's like, how are you going to bring that up in conversation? He's like, easy, it's lunchtime, it's quesadilla time. <laughs> As if Cal was going to walk in and say that. Can I need a quesadilla? <laughs> Two quesadillas. You got any quesadillas? Can you, do, you want, do you want a drink? No, but yeah. have you got any quesadillas? quesadillas. <laughs> so, after that, um, I'd right, let's work this out. So, Tucker manages to get a punch at him. Specs just ends up on the floor. And Josh, uh, well, Parker Crane jabs the injection, the tranquilizers, into Tucker's leg. Yeah. And so he gets taken down and ends up falling on top of Specs. Yeah. And then Carl's dead, we presume, but he's not, but we do presume he is at that point. So Carl wakes up in the further to the real Josh. Josh is trapped and he's getting weaker by the minute because Park, the more Parker Crane's in his vessel, the weaker he becomes. Yeah. And. They they're like right okay we've we've got to sort something out I don't know what both of them don't have a clue what they're gonna yeah. do, but they do something, and this yeah this is something that maybe could be explained later on that could you could get at least a little bit out of, uh when, when Carl's like there's a man standing in front of you and he's like I can't see him and he's like no he's in front of you, and and he's like he's saying something yeah. And he's like, what is he saying? It's like, he's got your baby, he's got your baby. Yeah. Like, that was never explained. Like, what's yeah. that about? What's going on there? And so then the, we get to the first Lambert residence and we're watching the haunting happen. So this is this is taken from the first movie. But actually, everything that happened in the first movie that was unexplained was actually caused by yeah. Josh in the second movie. Which is so good. Very that is clever. so good for It's Very so good clever. for horror as well. Like, that... that that's probably blown Saw's continuity out of the water in terms of... Because Saw was done by a lot of flashbacks, whereas this, was you could tell, was planned ahead. It was It's one of the best like continuity I've seen in a horror film. Yeah. And it, it was just excellent. It was so well done. And it felt like it fit. It didn't it's, feel it's like... It's probably what made this film for me, to be honest. Yeah, it was so well done. And it didn't feel like it was forced. Like, everything just happened naturally with it. And I, I liked that. I think it worked really well. So then... Josh ends up causing the fire alarm to go at uh, the fire alarm, the uh, house alarm to go off, and he the, he sees the demon from the first one who's at the window, yeah. and they're in the middle of this fight until Elise just crops up like the selfless queen yeah. she is, and she just banishes this demon back to hell, and I I cried a little bit, I cried. It was a it was a good moment when Carl, Josh, and Elise were all stood there together, weren't they? It was a and when Josh hugged moment. her and he said, "I'm so sorry." I was like, I was I I and it, cried. Do you know what this film does well in that sense? That that's the safest the films ever felt, and they're in the further. Like yeah. when them three together, you just felt like they were safe, one didn't you? Yeah, and it, I I did I I got a bit teary because it was just he, he was you could see how sorry he was for what he did to her, even though it wasn't him. Yeah, she, she, Elise understood. Yeah, she definitely forgive forgave him for what he did. And well, what he didn't do, and they look, and she says that she came back from the better place to help them. And I don't think you can go back there. Yeah. I think once you you go, you've got to stay unless you choose to go back, and then you can't go back again. I yeah. don't think you can just flip between two worlds. I don't think it works like that. So they look to fight her, and they like Josh is like, I don't have a clue what. I'm going to do like she's hiding behind a mask. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing with this. And Elise says maybe we're asking the wrong Josh. Yeah. And so they go see young Josh. And this makes me laugh this bit because out of all of Elise's memories in life, like she must have seen some shit in her life for who she is. But that one question when Josh was like, "I'll show you," and she's like, "So that's what this was all about." Yeah. Like that's been haunting <laughs> her for seventy years. I was like, "Nah, fuck yeah. off." She definitely didn't remember that. But I love how this all links up and it like the showing her where she is and so they go through and they're busy trying to find like Parker Crane's memories. Yeah. 
And at this point, Rain and Renee get back because Josh has texted them. Parker Crane's magically worked out how to use a mobile phone, has texted saying everything's fine and we're ready to go. Josh chases them. Lorraine gets booted into a room and Renee... Oh my God, this bit. I had to pause it and rewind it. Mum was getting so angry at me when he fucking launches that kettle. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking pings off it. It was a right thrill. Yeah, but it's the it's the sound that goes with it that made me laugh. It was such a clear, distinct metal hitting metal sound. It was so funny. Then you, then Jessica pulls up. She's like, "Come on, then kids! Like, for fuck's sake, Jessica, not bring yeah, the kids Jess, back. Just keep driving. Fuck, go, keep go. Driving. Can you imagine Dalton like, opening yeah. the door and then just keep running <laughs> He's back like, out? For fuck's sake, Let's not go, this. Go. Oh, so funny. But then, like, this bit I really enjoyed. And it's the bit where he starts to strangle Renee. And he gives her that monologue. And it's like, you selfish bitch. And he was like... And he says something like, um, you'll see how... Uh, you'll regret how much you wasted your pathetic, miserable lives. And how much you'd give anything for a moment in the sun. Yeah. And then... Dalton comes at a fucking baseball bat yeah, like Dalton him, just smacks him across the head and he, they end up running down to the basement and then fucking Dalton's like you know I, I, can, I can bring dad back it's fine I'll just go to sleep what amidst all this yeah really really is that Traveling, a thing isn't it? That's what, is that what they call it yeah Traveling. astral projecting yeah, yeah they can travel but I was like like fuck you could get to sleep with your dad banging on the door with a fucking fire extinguisher Unless he's a master at it at this point. Nah, like. yeah, he's a, he's a master at projecting, but I wouldn't think going to sleep, especially not with that drama happening. But Dalton ends up falling asleep in like a corner somewhere. And then we get we cut back to Parker Crane's memories and Josh is watching these memories unfold. Yeah. And he was forced to be a girl. And he, he says she says your name was... Um, Marilyn. Marilyn, yeah. yeah. His, his mum, that, that white demon was, well, white spirit was his mum who used to beat him every time he tried to pretend, every time he forgot that he was a girl, he'd get beaten, slapped. He just obviously had a really bad life. He did, and I, it does give you a certain sort of sympathy. And so, if they'd, think... so, so if they had have left, if they had included, included that one scene when his mum was telling him to kill like Josh when he, when Parker was inside Josh but it was his mum telling him to kill if they'd have never included that scene this this film would have made more sense because it would have been Parker kills women because, because his mum used to abuse him for not being one but as soon as you had Parker's yeah. mum used to tell him to kill then it's like hang on you're just throwing a spanner in the works like yeah. just, just leave it as he was tortured as a kid for not being a girl so now he murders women to yeah because he make, hates his own yeah, self-identity yeah he hates himself and he's jealous of all women that are, that are genuine women so he kills them that, yeah. that would have if he'd have left it at that it would have been fine it's definitely some psycho shit like Norman Bates and Norman Bates 100% and it's got a little bit of Silence of the Lambs mixed in as well the concept mm. that he was making the skin suit and stuff like that yeah. but yeah it's it's a weird one. It it seems like they threw that little bit of information in to sort of make you think, so who is really responsible for these murders? Is it yeah. Parker Crane or is it the mother? Like, what's going on? But, you know, there's many people who go through gender identity crisis and have parents forcing gender on them and they don't become serial killers. So we can't quite, you know, at the end of the day, it's Parker Crane's decision, no, regardless yeah. of how fucked up he was in the head because of what he did, what his mum did. You know, he, he made that decision yeah. in the end. So Josh is about to hammer Dalton at this uh, he manages to break in and like completely like smacks uh, Renee with something and just like everything's about to go to shit and Dalton ends up finding him and so the the sort of there's that moment where he's like no you've you've got to follow me I came to find you it's 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 going to be okay and they end up going back and Parker Crane gets destroyed and all's fucking well with the world because uh, Parker Crane tells his mum no, basically, and defeats her by showing Elise where the memories are and how to destroy her. Yeah. And you do get that picture of the, you do get that like clip of the mother looking quite scary yeah. when her eyes go black and yeah, she's when, pinned yeah, yeah, that, against that's the wall. The scariest part yeah, far. that that was quite scary. But then all the me- the memories start <coughs> melting away and things like that, yeah. and because that leaves Parker Crane away it means that josh can get back into his vessel he can get back into his body yeah where did parker crane go i don't, I don't know is he back in the further ready to do it again i don't or? i'm not sure maybe uh, yeah it's one it's a further the further so unexplained because it take it mm. it take a hundred films to explain what what why everyone's there how to leave it what qualifies you to be in there yeah 
So I think it's just one of them things he's gone for now, isn't he? Yeah, he's gone for now. Because he comes out of the body, you can see him like being pulled back, can't you? Yeah. And then like disappearing. So then we get... Uh, this bit I really liked because normally at the end of horror films, it's sort of like The Conjuring and The Conjuring doesn't do this very well. So when Carolyn at the end is possessed by Bathsheba and then Lorraine's got a hand over Bathsheba's head and saying, you know, remember, remember that day at the beach, remember how yeah. happy you were, she's doing this to you and is encouraging to bring her back, bearing in mind that there's a little five-year-old kid April and she's got scissors in her hand like that ready to yeah. kill her. Like, when she sees the light and is not as possessed anymore, like, April just, like, runs into her arms and hugs her and all's fucking well with the world. Yeah, Renee, Renee, Renee's you, can like, see, you can see it in her eyes, Katty, that she just does not know. She doesn't trust him. Yeah, but you, and, you wouldn't, though. No, you wouldn't. And he says, you know, Renee, it's me. It's it's all, it's all going to be okay. It's me. Yeah, sure, that's what Parker Crane would say if he was still possessing Josh's body. Yeah. But, yeah, she does reluctantly end up believing him. And... There's like that little bit at the end where he's like, I tried to get your attention. He was like, I played the song for you. Yeah. I played our song. And she looks at him and she's like, I should have known it was you. Nobody could play that song that badly. Yeah. And everything seems to be okay again. And the last thing we really get, Dalton and Josh are hypnotised into forgetting that they can astral project. Yeah. And repressing the memories. And Spence and Tucker work out by they help people. And... But they can't see Elise behind them, yeah. so Elise is following them from now on. And she sort of walks between the couple because people said they've got a message. And while the parents are busy, she goes sees this girl in a wheelchair who looks completely traumatised. Yeah. And she turns around and, like, she sees something from over the corner and there's just that classic Elise face. Yeah, just like, where it oh, looks. my Did God. we ever find out what that was? No. Was that Because it looked fucking terrifying. It looked like it scared the shit out yeah. of Elise. And we never find out. Maybe that could be the new Insidious, you never know. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. But I think it would be hard to have a full Insidious film with Elise like, just in the further the whole time. Yeah, it would. It'd be a bit of a cop-out, wouldn't Cause it? Because she's been in every single one, hasn't she? But the rest of them have been prequels, haven't yeah. they? Was she in... Was she in the one where... There were pipes? It was the pipes? I can't even no. remember that one. I don't think she was in that one. I think there was one she wasn't in. Yeah, I wasn't fond of that one. But anyway, that ends up with it being the end of the film. And that's the end of the Lambert Hawkins. Good film. It is a good film. I liked it. It, uh, it, it scared me. It was. It had a good few yeah, good jokes, it? Yeah, it had It just had a lot of unanswered questions yeah. and that made it quite problematic. They could have done with taking some stuff out of it to make it less complicated yeah. in what it was. Yeah. I, the fact that this that he killed women because he hated his gender because his mum pushed a gender onto yeah. him, that works really well. But it's the bit where... It's like, I don't want to kill him, I don't want yeah. to kill him. Oh, I do want to kill him. And it's just... Didn't need that in there. Yeah. And it... Oh, that was the bit. that You know, I was like, the bit where he was on about, oh, yeah, I've missed killing you, blah, blah, blah. It's the bit where she traps his fingers in the door and he says, I've missed feeling pain, but not as much as I've missed inflicting it. Yeah. So... Yeah, does yeah he Park enjoy Crane, killing? Maybe Pat Crane's just killing? a messed up person. He doesn't even know himself. But yeah. I think he's still got that little boy side of him where that little like that little that little innocent boy who had no hate for the world. But then as he grew up into Parker, he developed hatred because of how much his mum put him through. So yeah. I think I think maybe he had that little side left to him who was like, This is wrong, this is I shouldn't be doing this, it's not their fault. But then ultimately the years of pain take over, that little that little thing sat on his shoulder saying, You don't need to do this and was like, No, fuck that, I've been through it all. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna inflict it on others. So behind the scenes, let's go. Budget. 85 million. 5 million. What? Really, really low budget. I thought because the first one did so well yeah. that it'd gone full whack. No, with 5 it. million. Box office? 134 million. 161.9 million. Oh, you weren't too far off. off. You weren't too far off. So we've gone through most of these behind the scenes things, but I'll go through them anyway. So when Specs and Tucker review the footage of young Josh, the Panic's Panasonic VCR logo was worn down, so it reads Panic instead, oh. which I thought was very clever. So because Lynn Shea had, Shea's voice is so distinct, the actress who played young Elise had her voice dubbed over. Yeah. This is the last Insidious film to feature the Lamberts. The hospital flashbacks in Insidious 2 feature the same hospital as Halloween 2. Oh, that's cool. There you go. That's the one I was like, oh, you like this. And the painting on Elise's wall is from Paranormal Activity 2 and 3. That's cool. There you go. Nice touch. I know. I thought it was clever. So, my would you rather, if you had 24 hours in a body that was quickly decaying, who would you pick and what would you do? Um, 
Good question. I mean, the obvious answer would be like a multi-billionaire and just do whatever you want for that day. But in terms of... Can I, can I can I make it up a little bit as in like this person's going to be doing this on this day? Yeah. No, you so, can pick whatever you could. Yeah, you can just so pick I'd, an agenda. So I'd go, and I know this is going to sound so fucking fangirlish, but I'd I'd go, I'd be Conor McGregor the day he won his second world championship. Okay. Because I can imagine, like, I can only, and it, this doesn't just apply to Conor McGregor, it could be anything, it could be Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury. Yeah. Because I couldn't imagine the feeling of, of, you got to think, you're, you're a fighter, you're coming up against the world's best, the ones who are trained to, to absolutely kill other people. Yeah. Imagine the feet because you sacrifice training camps months before where you don't, you don't drink, you don't yeah. eat what you want. Imagine that night out after <sighs> when you beat, everyone wants to be your best mate, you've just won multi-millions. It'd be such you've, a good You've just night. proven you are the best in the world at fighting in your weight class. It'd so be a good night. That's what I mean. I, I bet the feeling is just so euphoric. I bet that's, I bet that, that must, oh, I think that's why you see a lot of fighters go into retirement and then come out of it because they miss that feeling yeah, of the rush. everyone wants to come speak to me. Like I've, I'm the best. Mm-hmm. Like everyone wants to be my best mate. Like imagine the after parties out in Vegas and that after you've they won a fight. Impressive. What about you? I d- I don't think I'd be anybody in particular, but I think who's everybody I took over, I would max out the credit card, go to Vegas, and just live yeah. my best life before I died. After yeah, 24 hours, enough. I feel like that's what I'd do. Yeah, but is Vegas you? I'd like to go. I've been to Disney. I've done, you know what I mean? Like, I'd like to do something I wouldn't normally do, but I'd just do everything. I'd do everything. Would you not be like, go into Taylor's body and go to Disney or something, and then you could have best of both worlds work? No, because you want to meet Taylor, yeah, not Yeah, I want be to Taylor. meet Taylor, not be Taylor. Would you not be like, Taylor's PA or well, I'd be tree. Yeah, okay, I'd be tree pain. I'd be tree pain and then say to, to Taylor, let's go to Disney for the day. Yeah. And then we go to Disney together for the day. That's it. That'd, and be, then... our, that'd be our dream. That... <laughs> you could die happy then that, after. I would. I'd just feel like, yeah, I, I, I can die now. That's good. Right, what's your film for next week? Halloween for the, the return of Are we of not Michael going in order? No, because Halloween 3 has got nothing to do with Michael okay, Myers. You can, you can, witch, yeah, you, you can watch that at any given point. Okay, so Halloween yeah, the eternal, yeah, I'm, I'm getting God, you involved. you're going in, into sequels I'm now. getting you involved in Shit Creek. You're going to see the worst <laughs> side of Michael Myers now because I, I don't want you to appreciate Halloween Kills without knowing how shit it got to. <laughs> I, want, I, want you, I want you to see how far up they've come since Halloween 4, okay. 5 and 6. So Halloween 4, the return of Michael and then Myers I'll, I'll have a midweek out on Thursday, hopefully. You will. Depends if we win tonight. Yeah. Whether or not I'm in a fit state to... Well, I'm, I'm at work Monday, so I've got to... I think it'd be quite entertaining to see you in a non-fit state trying to do a podcast. We've seen it before. Yeah, but that was the worst day of my life. One of the worst. <laughs> so, thanks for listening. Tune in Thursday. See you on Thursday. Bye.